It's your faith in Christ that saves you. Your character does not save you. Praise God for that. Jesus' character saves me. That's the gospel. But in addition to our character being something we receive from Christ, it doesn't impact our relationship with God, but it impacts how we impact the world. Is your character an asset or a liability? Fortunately, if we tend toward the liability end of the scale, there is a chance for change. Pastor Edward Pause is going to talk more about that on today's edition of Rescuing Awe, broadcast outreach of The Movement Church in Oakland on the web at themovement.us. That's themovement.us. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us today. He's going to begin in the book of Titus, again speaking specifically about how character impacts how others both see and hear our message. So Paul writes to Titus, similarly, Titus, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. How many would agree young men need self-control? Someone say amen. Amen, amen, right? In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. Titus, what I need you to do is I need you to set them an example by doing what is good. Everyone say, be an example. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be contemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. How are Christians doing with people having nothing bad to say about us? I don't think we're doing too well in that category. But what we see here is that Paul is telling Titus, if, if you are an example, if you do what is good, that might actually have an impact on your witness. Following me? One commentary says it this way. Titus's lifestyle and ministry must be exemplary. They must bear the marks of dedicated commitment to the genuine Christian faith. In this way, all basis for slander is removed and the way forward for the gospel is opened. What makes an opening for the gospel? What makes what we have to say palatable? How we live. We're gonna see this theme in the next couple scriptures here. See, not only did Paul have an understudy named Titus, but he also had an understudy named Timothy. And so he, he would show Timothy the ropes, and, and he wrote Timothy two letters. And in this first letter, he writes this, Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. Watch how you live and what you say. It's not just about your doctrine, what you say, what you believe, how eloquent you could teach. He said, watch your life. And, and I've been taught as a, as a young studier of the scripture that sometimes, most times, the priority of words has something to do with the importance. With, with the order of the words, it has something to do with the importance. And it's interesting, Paul writes to Timothy, watch your life and your doctrine. Because maybe at the end of the day, how we live and what we do is more impactful than what we say. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe 
even though you speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, it's like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Maybe, just maybe, our life and how we live at work and at home and in the grocery store and behind the steering wheel. <laughs> Persevere in them because if you do, this is huge. He doesn't just say, watch your life in doctrine. He's saying, and if you do that, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Meaning our actions have an impact on what people hear coming out of our mouths. You following this? I mean, you talk about kindness, but man, I, I just said, hey, can I, can I have a piece of your you know, lunch? And you were like, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> Life and doctrine. Now, not only did he have these understudies, but he had these churches that he would write to. The church at Galatia, the church at Ephesus, all around the Mediterranean Rim, real letters sent to real people at a real time. And one of the areas, I like to say it, it's cool, was Thessalonica. Let's look what he said to the Thessalonians, um, or oh, Thessalonians, I'm sorry. He said, surely you remember, okay, oh, here's the deal. And Paul didn't just talk this game like Titus and Timothy, this is what you got to do. You got to live right, guys. He spoke from example. He spoke from personal experience. Look what he said. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters in Thessalonica, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be burdened to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. He's saying, remember how when we were out there, we were working. We were working so that you wouldn't have to give all the money to keep us going. We were making tents. We were working. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. It seems to be a connection between not only what we say, but some emphasis on how we live. And Paul was saying, I did it. I was out there among you living a righteous, blameless life. Here's, here's kind of how I sum up these, you know, well, everyone, character counts. That's really what we're going with this, character counts. But even more specifically, let's say it this way, our character is either an asset to the gospel or a liability. Now, now here, I, it's all about the gospel. It's all about the good news. It's your faith in Christ that saves you. Your character does not save you. Our character does not save us. Praise God for that. Jesus' character saves us. That's the gospel. Praise Jesus for his spotless, blameless, righteous character that through faith in him, his character, his righteousness becomes my righteousness. That's the good news. But in addition to our character being something we receive from Christ, so that makes us right with God, maybe the unfortunate thing is that our character has an impact on how we impact the world. 
It doesn't impact our relationship with God, but it impacts how we impact the world. Is your character an asset or a liability? Some of you are patient. Some of you are kind, okay? There's some character traits about you that that are an asset, but let's be honest. Do we have some character traits that are liabilities? That if the truth be told... They have people question the legitimacy of the faith because of how we act. Here's the takeaway. You you can write it down, the sermon in a sentence. How can I share the good news? Well, I think it's important that we keep in mind that what we show impacts the legitimacy of what we say. And you know this. This This is not just a biblical principle. This is just life. What we show impacts what we say. And that's what it seems that Paul was trying to communicate to his understudies. That's what it seems like he was telling the Thessalonians, guys, I was taking a look at at what I was showing, not just what I was saying. Now, as I close today, I'm going to give us three specific applications of this. The first application Pay attention to the following areas that reveal your character. Number one, how hard you work. Let me give you an example. I used to work at the age of, wow, this was 22, 10 years ago. 24-hour fitness. I used to sell gym memberships. It was around the age of 22 when I started reading uh, leadership books and um, other developmental uh, materials that would help someone be successful in life. And so I was really just like, man, this is good stuff. And so what I would do is I would talk to my coworkers about it. And I'd show them the graphs I was learning and look at how if you discipline yourself over the course of time and you could do this and, and look at this and all these philosophies and, and had my coworkers like, wow, that's, that's some good stuff. And I'll never forget the day my manager came up to me. And he said, Ed, I mean, all these things that you share are great. Man, I see so much potential in you. But you need to do your job. Oh, man, just telling that story again. Do you know how dumb I felt? How convicted I felt? Here I am, ooh, check this out, and lead, and life, and dreams, and purpose. And my manager's like, Can you sell a membership to 24-hour fitness, like what you're getting paid to do? Do you think how I work impacted my witness? Do you think if I started sharing with this guy the good news of Jesus Christ, he'd be like, sounds great, you still haven't made a phone call. Does this impact any of you in the room? Does the way you carry yourself at work, the things you talk about at work, Does that reflect greatly? Is that an asset to spreading the gospel? Or is it a liability? Is it a help or is it a hindrance? 
Well, you're going to have to wait to uh, hear answers to those questions on Monday's broadcast. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll be able to come back uh, and hear us on Monday at this same time. I'm Mike Trout, and our teacher is Pastor Edward Paws. If you're looking for a church, I encourage you to check out the Movement Church this weekend. They meet on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., on the campus of Mills College in Oakland. More information is available on the web at themovement.us and on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's themovement.us and on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. This uh, church outreach would love to hear from you. They'd appreciate your feedback. There is, as a matter of fact, a radio show feedback button on the homepage. If you have some thoughts you'd like to share with us, just go to the website, themovement.us, and click on the radio show feedback button and share that information with us. Do have a great weekend. Maybe we'll see you on Sunday morning. If not, I hope you'll be back on Monday at this same time for another edition of Rescuing Awe from the Movement Church in Oakland.